Psalm 119, we finished last week in verse 72. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver, which of course will perish. Uh, but if you are born again, you will not. And the reality is that once you are saved, it is the most important thing in your life. That's why we always encourage people to share the gospel. Just to very briefly recap, if you just join us for the first time, the book of Psalms is specifically a book concerning prayers or songs, sometimes both, originally sung in and around the temple and the uh, tabernacle. And here we are thousands of years later, uh, going through these verse by verse, because of course all scripture is profitable for doctrine, which would include the book of Psalms. Let's start today's Lord's Day service in Psalm 119, verse 73. Thy hands have, uh, thy hands have made me and fashioned me, Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. In the book of uh, Jeremiah, uh, the first chapter, it says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee to be a prophet unto the nations. That, of course, was in retrospect. And uh, Jeremiah was a great Old Testament prophet. And we'll get into that this morning. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. They say the latest fashion is such and such all the young people go out and buy particular clothing to fit in give me understanding that i may learn thy commandments let's pick this up first one in hebrews chapter 10 uh, like verse 5 wherefore when he cometh into the world he saith quote sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not but a body hast thou prepared me christ is speaking and uh, the uh, the writer here or the uh, author of psalm excuse me the uh, the writer of the book of hebrews Probably the Apostle Paul is quoting Psalm 40. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. It's now coming to the end, this particular covenant. Uh, it's been abused over the years. It's been taken for granted over the years. Malachi is uh, very critical of this era in the history of the Jewish people. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. There are five volumes of the book of Psalms. We're in the fifth and final volume. To do thy will, O God. Above when he said sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldest not, won't cut it any longer, neither hast pleasure therein which are offered by the law. It would cover the sins of the people, but it wouldn't uh, it would it would uh, it would cover their sins, but their sins wouldn't be cleared until Christ paid for them. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God, he take away the first old covenant, that he may establish the second, the new covenant of course. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once, once for all. That knocks out the mass. That knocks out the Mormons, the Jehovah's Witnesses, and around 90% of Christendom. So Psalm uh, 40 verse 6 is a great uh, prophecy of the Lord's first advent. And go back to Psalm 119. Look at 73 again. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. And again, Hebrews 10, 5. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, incarnation, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me, a literal body, in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin. Thou hast had no pleasure. Like I said, it was abused and uh, taken for granted over time. And now it's come to the end of its, uh, its uh, reality. Then said I lo, then said I lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me, foretold, unlike any other so-called holy person, to do thy will, O God. 
above when he said sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldest not neither hast pleasure therein take it away from me i no longer can stomach it i hate it all your feast days all your uh, singing and your prayers are an abomination to me malachi says that micah says that and uh, so does the book of hosea which offered by the law it was uh, mandatory under the law then said he quote lo i come to do thy will o god christ is speaking he taketh away the first that he may establish the second new covenant like i say by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of jesus christ once for all go back to psalm 119 let's keep drilling into this particular verse give me understanding that i may learn thy commandments hebrews chapter 5 this time hebrews chapter 5 we get into christology a fascinating subject and one that i will never really understand and uh, neither will you and the best teachers have always uh, struggled to really nail down the true nature of the lord jesus christ give me understanding that i may learn thy commandments hebrews 5 pick it up in verse 7 who in the days of his flesh when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared they were a son yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered being made perfect complete he became the author of eternal salvation when you write a book you are an author he's written his own book the lamb's book of life and it's down to you to put your name into that book unto all that obey him cross reference that back to romans uh, chapter one to obey him is to believe on him called god a high priest after the order of melchizedek back to psalm 119 so psalm 119 verse 73 as far as i'm concerned is aimed at the lord jesus christ yes jeremiah makes a case that uh, before he was formed in the belly the lord knew him and uh, before that came us forth out of the womb i sanctify thee and i ordain and i ordain thee to be a prophet unto the nations which is absolutely true god knows everybody everything about all of us all of the time but this reference in psalm 119 verse 73 is specifically about the lord jesus christ look at verse 74 they that fear thee will be glad when they see me because i've hoped in thy word john chapter 8 please john chapter 8 this is a remarkable this is a remarkable book the book of psalms uh, we all go there for help and uh, comfort during difficult times and uh, john 8 56 your father abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad this goes back also to verse uh, 58 before abraham was i am i am i am that i am remarkable go back to psalm 119 please they that fear thee will be glad when they see me because i have hoped in thy word this is christ in submission to his father this gets into christology i sat down yesterday morning to look at uh, revelation chapter 1 revelation chapter 22 and i tell you i got a real blessing going through those two passages trying to really get a clear picture of the lord jesus christ in glory and uh, there's certainly going to be a sermon coming soon uh, looking at those two passages side by side 75 i know o lord that thy judgments are right and that thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me isaiah 53 please isaiah 53 this goes back to why do the righteous suffer and uh, we all suffer for all sorts of reasons we suffer first and foremost to understand that we are no good and we suffer also to help other people to grow in grace to get a blessing so we don't have a blank expression when people look at us and say uh, 
I don't know, why did I, lose, why did I lose my brother yesterday or why did I lose my uh, sister yesterday or why did my father and mother die together in a fire, for example, in a car crash or why am I suffering shipwreck or why am I bankrupt or why am I suffering with this or that? We can give an answer. We don't live in, uh, you know, we're not living in a bubble. We know what it's like to really suffer. I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right and that thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. Isaiah 53, please. Isaiah 53 and... Uh, Let's pick it up in verse 4. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, past, present, and future sins. He was bruised for our iniquities, when we miss the mark, when we sin willfully, when we don't do what we should do. The chastisements of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And this is a slightly difficult passage because the charismatics will say, uh, You should be healthy and wealthy. You shouldn't have any sin in your life if you are a believer. But of course the atonement isn't complete as far as our healing is concerned on this side of heaven. And uh, the reality is that we'll all have level of, uh, level of uh, ailments which we can use for God's glory. I mean Paul was sick all of his life. And apart from Dr. Luke who, was come, who would come alongside him and heal him or help him out uh, throughout Paul's long life. He was sick all of his life. And that's why it's always a blessing when you come across people who are sick and yet are full of hope and love for God Almighty. Mm. All we like sheep have gone astray, all without exception. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. So that is substitution of atonement, which is also attacked by many people. And if you don't get that clear in your minds, you're going to struggle terribly to have assurance of salvation. He was oppressed. And he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. Didn't say a word back to Psalm 119. He took it on the chin, like we say. And if you do street work, or any kind of open air work, you will be attacked physically, spiritually, and emotionally. You have to turn the other cheek. I saw a video a few nights ago of some street preachers in, I think it was Peterborough, preaching by this open air market and uh, this guy got a bucket of water and threw it over yeah. these preachers yeah. not once not twice but three times they called the police they eventually came out a WPC and she was very unhelpful and basically said it was her own fault you have to take it on the chin you can't physically fight back and get into a brawl but you can defend yourself and use common sense and if necessary get between uh, yourself and the assailant they're coming for one of your one of your party 76 let i pray thee thy merciful kindness be for my comfort according to thy word unto thy servant of course christ is called the suffering servant so these verses have a double application first and foremost the writer of this particular psalm is speaking about himself but in the greater picture the lord jesus christ is the true author of this particular psalm and Christ was obedient unto the death. He learnt to walk. He learnt to honour the Lord God. He, he learnt to be a faithful servant. The, uh, the final Adam, the second Adam, the last Adam. Which of course goes back to the first Adam was tested and failed terribly. But the second did not. That's why he's worthy of worship. Look at verse uh, 77. Let thy tender mercies come unto me that I may live. For thy law is my delight. Now this goes back to what we said over the last couple of weeks. For the Old Testament, their arrangement, their contract was slightly different than ours. 
For example, they were promised long life, prosperity, and uh, to really enjoy the milk and honey of the land if they walked in the way of the Lord, kept the law, as it were. But for us, of course, there is no promise of such. We are blessed. We are uh, more privileged in some ways. But at the same time, we have a different level of blessings than those from the Old Testament. Yes, we have more light. Our sins are not only covered but cleared, whereas theirs were covered but not cleared. But on top of that, uh, we don't get the same blessings that they did back in the Old Testament. For example, back in the Old Testament, you could pray for your enemies to be destroyed, and they were, if you were faithful, if you walked in the, uh, if you kept the law of the Lord. But for the New Testament, you can't keep the law of the Lord; it won't save you. And again, the law of the Lord is a good thing, but if you use it uh, unrighteously, you get into lordship, salvation, you battle the gospel, and it just causes an absolute mess. Psalm 119 still look at verse uh, 78 let the proud be ashamed for they dealt perversely with me without a cause but I will meditate in thy precepts back to John chapter 8 please John chapter 8 every religion has a problem with Jesus Christ they all need him of course uh, the Muslims need the Messiah Moses Abraham for their religion uh, to give Muhammad quote unquote any legitimacy but of course for us we don't need Muhammad we don't need Buddha we don't need uh, Confucius we don't need anyone in fact outside of the Hebrew Old Testament we are complete in Christ Jesus let the proud be ashamed for they dealt perversely with me without a cause but I will meditate in thy precepts John chapter 8 John chapter 8 and uh, this time verse 40 uh, 41 ye do the deeds of your father then said they to him we be not born of fornication we have one father even God they insulted him they accused his mother of being a whore basically and if you read the Jewish Talmud it makes some pretty disgusting remarks which as far as I know have never been rescinded they still uh, hold to that belief in the Jewish Talmud not the Tanakh the Talmud and to be consistent as you have to be as a Bible teacher you go after the Quran the Hadith but also the Talmud they're both uh, anti-christian books anti-christian uh, products from corrupt minds and we have to be consistent about this let the proud be ashamed and they were for they dealt perversely with me without a cause they said you were born of fornication which of course he was not but i will meditate in thy precepts again double application the author and also the lord jesus christ let those that fear thee turn unto me and those that have known thy testimonies hebrews chapter 12 please hebrews chapter 12 Another great thing about suffering for the Lord Jesus Christ is when you take it on the chin, not only do you honour God Almighty, but unbelievers see it. This video I watched a few days ago, a lady came out of, I think it was Timpson's, and said, I saw the whole thing, and I'll be a witness for the police, a witness, you know, for you, the police want to speak to me. And I thought, what a great witness. And uh, she took a tract, I think, and who knows, maybe one day she'll get saved. Mm. Hebrews 12, uh, 12, let's see now. Uh... 12:28. wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved let us have grace whereby we may serve god acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our god in the context jehovah god in the context believing jews is a consuming fire go back to psalm 119 and you're going to burn all of eternity if you're not saved but if you are saved you are safe in heaven for all of eternity 119 verse 80 let my heart be sound 
in thy statutes that I be not ashamed. Second Timothy, please. Second Timothy chapter two. Sound in the faith, sound mind. They say he's sound. They say she's sound, meaning they're solid. They are reliable. You can bank on them. Second Timothy one, one uh, seven. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Jump down to verse uh, thirteen. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Back to Psalm one hundred nineteen. Look at verse eighty-one. My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. Isaiah chapter 40 please Isaiah chapter 40 and uh, 40 let's have a look now uh, pick it up in uh, 40 verse 20 let's see now Chapter 40, verse 28. Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, weary, excuse me, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Back to Psalm 119 please. Look at verse uh, 82. Mine eyes fail for thy word saying. When wilt thou? When wilt thou comfort me? You think about somebody with poor eyesight. There's a great story some years ago. Of somebody who was losing their eyesight. Became blind in fact. And started to use braille to understand the word of God and over time their fingers got sore and they couldn't uh, understand the word of God any longer so they used their tongue to understand the word of God how that would happen I do not know but they went from eyes to hands to tongue and most Christians very rarely read the word of God through at least five or six times in their lifetime my soul fainteth for thy salvation but I hope in thy word mine eyes fail for thy word saying when wilt thou comfort me? Find me calm like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I not forget thy statutes. How many of the days of thy servants? When wilt thou execute judgments on them that persecute me? I'm living a righteous life, go to the book of Jude, and I'm sick of being buffeted all of the time. I've been forsaken by friends and family, and uh, it's difficult living this particular life. And I want judgments, I want the hammer to fall. As the Americans say, and in the book of Jude, uh, we read the following about when that day comes. It's called the day of the Lord in the Old Testament, and uh, it will be no party, I tell you, for the unrighteous. Jude 14, Jude 14 and 15. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesies of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all. And to convince all that to ungodly among them of all the ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all the hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him four times that term ungodly appears ungodly unrighteous unsaved just completely dead from the neck up 
Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesies these saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints, second advent, to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all their ungodly, among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Go back to Psalm 119. Judgment is going to fall hard, quick, and sudden uh, on the unrighteous. And uh, if you're not saved, you better look out. Psalm 119, look at verse uh, 85. The proud have dig pits for me, which are not after thy law. Jeremiah chapter 5, please. Jeremiah chapter 5. Second Corinthians is the best book to go to. To number one, appreciate the ministry of a frontline minister, and number two, to appreciate what suffering is for all Bible believing Christians. Jeremiah five uh, twenty. Uh, let's see now. Five twenty six. For among my people are found wicked men. They lay waits, as he that setteth snares. They set a trap. They catch men. As a cage is full of birds, so are their houses full of deceit. Therefore they become great and wax sin rich. That was the reality of Jeremiah's ministry. About Psalm 119, please. Uh, it's like a poacher trying to trap a wild animal. And once the animal is trapped, it can't get out. Unless it is rescued, of course. And we've been rescued by the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 119, look at verse uh, 86. All thy commandments are faithful that persecute me wrongfully. Help thou me. John 15, please. John 15. And uh, look at verse uh, 20. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. Psalm 119, uh, look at 87. They'd almost consume me upon earth, but I forsook not thy precepts. So he's saying this, I'm living righteously, I'm doing the right thing, and, uh, and yet I'm still suffering terribly, like verse 84. I'm a righteous Jew under the law. I know that if I pray for this or that, you will honour it. You'll cut down my enemies. You go back through the Old Testament. You read about prophets that kill people. Jeremiah, not so much, but uh, Samuel, definitely. And uh, others would uh, pull out the sword, Ezekiel. And they cut people down. They killed people. And if you're a righteous Jew living back in the Old Testament, you're walking with the Lord and doing the right thing, you could pray for the destruction of your enemies. But for the New Testament, it is in the complete reverse. <laughs> You have to pray for your enemies. Again, there's there's pros and cons on being this side of the cross. Post the cross, uh, we look back to the cross, back to the Old Testament. We have full light, full understanding. Uh, Old Testament saints, they didn't look to the cross themselves, but God did. And uh, for us, we have more responsibility than they did. Uh, for them, it was slightly uh, camouflaged. It wasn't particularly clear. Paul speaks about that in 1 Corinthians, but for us, it's very clear. In fact, it's too clear sometimes. Yet due to laziness and sin, we sometimes shirk our responsibilities. 87. They'd almost consume me upon earth. 
again going back to being hunted like a wild animal but I forsook not thy precepts I kept on going with you Lord even when it was tough and it wasn't always profitable friends and family would leave me uh, there's a great story of a Jew who got saved he went back to his family's house one day in the middle of the winter somewhere in New Jersey I think it was and he was ringing the doorbell late at night and eventually the window upstairs was opened and the head appeared out the window and said oh it's you it was his mother he said I've come back mum I'm now a bible believing Christian she said yeah we heard about that she said as far as we are concerned you're dead and buried oh. slammed the window shut and he you know left the house and he said you know what I've got no money I've been cut off from my friends and family my whole community just froze me out basically and he got one of those uh, box cars travelled back to where he came from no money clothing on his back nothing more than that and uh, he said but you know what I slept like a baby that night so happy he said I had the Lord Jesus Christ lost my parents lost the inheritance lost my community but again the whole world 88 quicken me after thy loving kindness so shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth First Corinthians 15 please quicken meaning to make alive and this book makes you alive it gets you saved first and foremost and the more you read it the more you come alive you get really fired up very quickly the key is not to burn out when I first got saved there are people on YouTube back in the sea now uh, 2007 2008 2009 that were really on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ and a couple of brothers in the northwest in the Leeds area and we met one of them on the street back in 2010 I think it was and uh, I haven't seen him in 15 I made that 10 11 years another guy in the northwest of England uh, was a real firebrand of a preacher he just disappeared just off the face of the earth about uh, two or three years after that and somebody said oh yeah you just burnt out like a firework just flared up and then went out quicken me after thy loving kindness so shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth don't burn out keep pushing on first Corinthians 15 uh, 15 34 await to righteousness and sin not for some have not the knowledge of God I speak this to your shame awake to righteousness get up do something quicken me awake to righteousness quicken me after thy loving kindness Psalm 119 verse 88 so shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth I want to be a street preacher I want to be an evangelist I want to do apologetical work I want to speak to people I want to take on those from other religions I want to be careful I want to be uh, uh, tactful how I do this this is a long uh, sprint it's like a marathon in fact and if you're not careful you will burn out 89 forever O Lord thy word is settled in heaven that's a beautiful scripture Matthew 24 please the word of God cannot be broken and uh, once you get saved you have to defend this book and uh, I think it was D.L. Moody who uh, got into a discussion one day he was always a street preaching D.L. Moody the man from Chicago and uh, he got up to preach and his mind went blank which is not good for street preacher <laughs> and all he could think about doing was just reading Matthew 7 uh, me, Matthew 5 Matthew 6 Matthew 7 Matthew 8 these Sermon on the Mounts which is fine and he read the whole three or four chapters and afterwards able to compose himself and remember what he came to say in the first place forever O Lord thy word thy word is settled in heaven Matthew 24 that does great with a lot of your seminaries today Matthew 24 35 heaven and earth shall pass away but my words shall not pass away they are eternal 
as is Jesus Christ. Back to Psalm 119, please. Look at verse uh, 90. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Yes, an elderly chap approached Patrick on the street with his wife. And he said to Patrick, I want to ask you one very important question. And he said to, he said to Patrick, can you explain what's going on in the Middle East at the moment? Between Israel and uh, Gaza. And I had a crack at this old boy about six months ago. Made him cry, in fact. Yeah. Didn't mean to. But I said to him, you got a couple of sons? He said, yes. I said, how would you feel uh, if, if, if one of your sons, or both of your sons, went out and bought a nice watch for you, saved up all year to buy it for you, like a Rolex, perhaps, and uh, you wouldn't accept it? I said, how would you feel about that? He broke into tears. He said, uh, I can't really answer that question. My sons are both dead, yeah. which made me feel rather bad. <laughs> Didn't know that, of course. But I said to him, that's how God feels when you keep turning down his son. You're in your 80s now and you keep turning him down. The gift has been given to you. The purchase has been uh, has been paid. The real estate has been sealed. He's already paid for all of your sins, but you keep turning him down. It breaks his heart. And that's how your son would feel, or your son's, if you were to just reject that beautiful Rolex watch or an iPad, whatever it is they bought for you, and uh, he started to swell up again, I left him to be. But the question was asked, what about the Jews and the Arabs? What's going on in the Middle East? Deuteronomy chapter 7 and uh, look at uh, 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenants and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. And repayeth them that hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not he he will not be slack to him that hateth him. He will pay it. He will repay him to his face. That's one of the reasons why the Lord gave the land to Israel. And once they were given the land, they had a faithful God. Verse nine, and the only one true God in verse nine. And He keeps the covenant to mercy with those that love Him, and those that keep His commandments for a thousand generations. But of course, over time they went against Him. They transgressed his covenant. They lost the land. They lost their place in the world. And verse ten, he would have repaid them to their. He would have, he would have repaid them that hate him to their face, like all the Gentile nations to destroy them in hell forever. And he will not be slack to him that hateth him. He will repay him to his face. He's not double faced. He's not a hypocrite. Back to Psalm 119. The quick answer that I would have given to the elderly gentleman, I would have said this: the reason why God. Uh, well, the reason why they are fighting at the moment between Israel and Gaza is due to the land, number one, and also the one who's going to come back to reclaim the land, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the reason why the Jews were given all that land is because of Jesus Christ. The same book in Deuteronomy chapter 7 speaks about they were the least of all the nations. And God chose them to be his people, to bring forth the Messiah. And that's why Bible believers stand with Israel, the, uh, the Hebrews not because they're always easy to get along with they are not but because they are the chosen people and don't worry uh, in every generation that reject jesus christ some have received him psalm 119 please look at verse uh, 91 they continue this day according to thine ordinances for they are all thy servants back to jeremiah please jeremiah 30 let's see now I think it's 31. Jeremiah 31. The tragedy is he was an elderly chap pushing 90. 
clueless about the Middle East, clueless about the Lord's people historically, clueless about Islam's perpetual war against the Hebrews, the Zionists. That's that's now a dirty term, Zionist, Zionism. All it means is the city of David, the Jews back in their own kingdom. That's all it means. Uh, For all thy servants, for all thy servants, they continue unto this day, according to to thine ordinances, all are thy servants. Jeremiah 31, Jeremiah 31 and uh, pick it up in 30 35 thus saith the lord which giveth the sun for light by day and the ordinances of the moon and of the stars by a light by night which divided the sea when the waves thereof roar the lord of hosts is his name now watch it if those ordinances depart from before me saith the lord then the seed of israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever go back to psalm 119 here's the real sad part of the whole story god was faithful i mean time after time you've got three thousand years of history even during the era of malachi leading up to matthew's gospel christ arrives preaches the gospel they turn him down again they turn his prophets back they turn his prophets down back in the old testament but god was faithful and would have been for all of eternity but they turn him down another church has been born and now Israel, or oh, the church is in, is in mystery form in some ways, but Israel is now in apostasy. But the land is what we are interested in. Not so much the people. They will be judged by their own consciences. Romans chapter 2, of course. 119 verse 92. Unless thy law had been my delights, that word back again, I should then have perished in mine affliction. Romans chapter 7. Now the law is good, don't get me wrong. I don't want to give the, give the impression that it's not good. But it's not your friend. Uh, the law shows you that you are still sinful. And that's why you're told to confess your sins. And if you don't, uh, you make God a liar. That's why we don't mess around with uh, those that hold to... Uh, uh, what's that term they use for it? Uh, I think it's entire... It's not entire. It's, it's a term they use for sanctification. It's a form of self-righteous. It's self-righteous, but there's, there's a technical term they use for it. Uh, it may come to me in a minute. Romans 7... Uh, sin is perfection Romans 7 uh, look at 22 for I delight in the law of God after the inward man but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members this is the two natures two natures of the believer if you are a Christian man or woman you have two parts two natures you have the old man the new man and they fight every moment of every day you don't believe me just look at yourself look at what you do or how you carry yourself for example you may get a strong urge to witness to somebody but you don't because you're fearful of the pushback that's the old man you see or you push through that and you witness that person that's the new man it's like a continual war inside of your members a wretched man that i am present tense who not what shall deliver me from the body of this death I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. He's only your Lord if you have received him. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, old man, the law of sin. So the mind can serve the law of God, but your flesh, the law of sin. Go back to Psalm 119. It is a paradox. I will grant you that. It's like uh, if I said to you, uh, who wrote the book of Psalms? You say, uh, David. Let's try that again. Who wrote the book of Psalms? You say the Holy Ghost. They're both... It's, no, they're both correct the Holy Ghost wrote the book of Psalms so did David 
Who wrote the book of Galatians? You say, Paul, let's try it again. Who wrote the book of Galatians? The Holy Ghost. You see, my point, don't you? Jesus Christ was God. He was also man. And it is a paradox uh, when you break all these truths down. And the old man, the new man, we say this. Uh, who's responsible for your sin? Is it you or the devil? Both. Who's going to be judged? You. You see, all. Let's, let's try it this way. When you do right, is that you or the Holy Ghost? It's the Holy Ghost, isn't it? But if you don't do right, you do wrong. Who gets punished? You do. Or when you do right, who gets commended? You do. And yet it was God inside of it that allowed you to do it in the first place. You see, it's a paradox, isn't it? 119, let's keep pushing on. 93. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me, made me alive. Going back to the John chapter 6. The word of God makes you alive. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. I belong to you, save me, not for my sin, but from persecution, from suffering, from affliction. For I have sought thy precepts, going back to the Old Testament style of government. If you walked with the Lord, if you did the right thing, you were guaranteed X, Y, and Z. But if you did not, you were obviously driven out and could even be cut off. 95. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me. But I will consider thy testimonies. Matthew chapter 2, please. Matthew chapter 2. And uh, look at verse 2. Uh, let's see now. 2. Uh, 2. 13. When they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother. And flee into Egypt and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. To destroy him. Back to Psalm 119. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me. Herod and co. But I will consider thy testimonies. Now Christ at this time is around two years of age. A toddler. Going back to a body given to him in verse 73. And uh, 74. Those that fear him will be glad when they see him. As would be Abraham of course and uh 78 they were perverse when they accused him of being born into fornication but he meditates in thy precepts verse 78 verse 95 but i will consider thy testimonies 96 i've seen an end of all perfection but thy commandment is exceeding broad go to luke 20 let's see now luke 20 what luke 23 I don't want Matthew 22. Luke 23. Uh, 23. Yeah, 23.39. One of the male factors which were hanged railed in him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due rewards of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. He said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Matthew 22. We'll get these two verses together. Uh, Matthew 20, 22. And uh, let's pick it up in verse uh, 22, 22, 30, 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? 
Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself. On these two commandments, watch it, hang all the law and the prophets. The thief on the cross believed, loved the Lord his God, in verse 37. And he loved his neighbours himself, in verse 39 and he was able to fulfill the law in verse 40 but again that's an old testament setup back to psalm 119 you try that today you will not be saved you need a blood atonement but for the old testament their sins were covered via the animal sacrificial system but that shows you that in theory you can actually fulfill the law when you love the lord your god as with the thief on the cross and love your neighbors yourself as he did by witnessing to him Therefore the law is fulfilled. Verse 96. Look at verse 97. Oh how love I thy Lord. It is my meditation all the day. First Timothy chapter 1. First Timothy chapter 1. And that's why you have righteous people. Back in the Old Testament. Pre and post the law. Uh, who may well be in glory. May well be in glory. Based on uh, Romans chapter 2. But of course for today that won't work because we need to have our faith in a blood atonement uh let's see now first timothy one first timothy one and uh let's see now pick it up in verse eight but we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully be careful with it it's like a double-edged sword knowing this that the law is not made for a righteous man that somebody's been redeemed but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust, back to Psalm 119. 97 again oh how i love thy lord excuse me oh how i love thy law it is my meditation all the day meditate upon it but don't trust it to save you it will not save you uh, 98 thou through thy commandments has made me wiser than mine enemies for they're ever with me i have more understanding than all my teachers for thy testimonies are my meditation luke chapter 2 luke chapter 2 the Bible is a very uh, magical and uh, majestic book. Uh, it takes a dead person, makes him alive. It gives him hope. It gives, it gives him purpose to live. It gives him confidence as well to speak to other sinners about the Savior without being self-righteous. Luke 2, 40, uh, 46. And it came to pass that after three days... They found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing him and asking them questions. He's around 12 at this stage in his life. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. I bet they were. Go to uh, 1 John uh, chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. The great passage with that thief on the cross is there was no works involved doesn't get baptized doesn't uh, speak in tongues doesn't join a church doesn't get confirmed doesn't have to clean up his life he just believed on his lord number one loved his neighbors himself by witnessing to him number two and technically had fulfilled the law 
but of course uh, for today it's not quite as simple as that but that was built into the scripture to show you that uh, salvation is a free gift you can't work it or lose it first john 2 uh, let's see now first john 2 20 but you have an unction from the holy one and you know all things all things without any knowledge of the greek or hebrew uh, 27 but the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you and ye need not that any man teach you but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things and is truth and is no lie and even as it hath taught you you should abide in him you don't need to have the bible either to know right from wrong your conscience tells you right from wrong but to grow in grace you need the bible of course uh, Psalm 119 look at uh, verse 100 I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts uh, go to John chapter 8 so all the ancients like Aristotle uh, Plato Nietzsche uh, and the church fathers also that came afterwards but especially those before Christ uh, they were basically uh, they had some truth well of course but uh, the, if the truth were known most of the ancient uh, Greek philosophers when they got into wisdom and this and that some of that was plagiarized uh, from Solomon of course which you find in the book of Proverbs like the Quran it's a plagiarism of the New and the Old Testament uh, what do I want now I want uh, John 8 John 8 uh, as he would say Solomon nothing new under the sun John 8 I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts John 8 30 uh, let's see now John 8 8 30 uh, 31 then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him if you continue my word, then you might, then you are, then are you my disciples indeed, and you should know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Keep walking with him, and uh, trust him, honor his word, as uh, you're told, honor the Father as you honor the Son. Walk with him, and just check out him, try him out, and see what comes through for you. I've refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. Jeremiah 14, please. Jeremiah 14. Uh, let's see now 14 14 10 Jeremiah yeah Jeremiah 14 uh, 10 thus saith the Lord unto this people thus are they loved to wander they've not refrained their feet therefore the Lord doth not accept them he will now he will now remember their iniquity and visit their sins that's why the temple was destroyed in 70 a.d back to psalm 119 that's why the old covenant is obsolete that's why the sabbath the jewish feast days uh will not save anybody you must be under the new covenant you must be under grace not the old testament law i've refrained my feet from every evil way as with jeremiah and job as well that i might keep thy word it's like an appointment I want to keep the appointment keep thy word 102 I have not departed from thy judgments for thou hast taught me now this comes from the pen or the points of a king who has the authority to uh, keep the judgments there's no point uh, expecting somebody who's very down very lower down the pecking order to uh, keep the judgments as it were 
but lead is absolutely a righteous king a righteous queen leading up to the king of kings and lord of lords that's why you get about half a dozen old testament kings who kept the law who are righteous but only around a half a dozen or so the vast majority were wicked just absolutely useless uh 119 verse 102 i've not departed from thy judgments for thou hast taught me god has taught the psalmist to walk in his law he's taught him to uh, dispense judgment like solomon would do josiah and especially king david and christ would also uh, be doing this in the millennial reign of course when he's physically on the earth 103 how sweet are thy words unto my taste yea sweeter than honey to my mouth revelation 10 please now the word of god is bitter and it's also sweet uh if you've got unbelieving family and friends it's not uh, always easy to share the truth with them after a period of time they just shut you down but if you've got believing family and friends it's it's good it's sweet revelation 10 10 uh, 10 9 and i went unto the angel and said unto him give me the little book and he said unto me take it and eat it up and it shall make thy belly bitter but it shall be in thy mouth sweet sweet as honey and i took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up and it was in my mouth sweet as honey but as soon as i had eaten it digested it my belly was bitter why verse 11 thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings john gets a second crack at the whip as they say about some 119 and he may well be redeployed during the great tribulation 119 104 through thy precepts i get understanding therefore i hate i hate every false way revelation chapter 2 hate is a very powerful word they say uh, he's full of hate hate preacher that's what they say about uh, bible believing christians they hate preachers but when you wave flags or banners around promoting hamas they're not hate preachers <laughs> they're not hateful it's only christians who are hateful according to the uh, brain dead elite uh through thy precepts i get understanding therefore i hate every false way revelation 2 uh look at verse uh, 6 but this thou hast that thou hatest the deeds of the nicolaitans or nicolaitans which also hate the problem was they held to a two-tier system the priestly system the priestly clergy system or the clergy and laity system a two-tier system but this thou hast that thou hatest that these are the nicolaitans which i also hate that's jesus christ speaking he also hates it he hates it because he hates it because of course it goes against what he knows to be so we are all a we are all a believing priesthood uh verse 15 so as thou also then that hold the doctrine of the nicolaitans which thing i hate repent 16 or else I would come unto thee quickly and would fight against them with the sword of my mouth. That's Jesus Christ in glory. Back to Psalm 119. Look at verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Go to Psalm 23. So it's like this. It's night time. You're back in the era of the Victorians. There's no electricity. They are using lamps to get around. It's foggy in London town. And... Uh, you take lamps out so you think about that text from matthew 25 the marriage supper of the lamb uh not the marriage supper uh the feast if i go to matthew 25 quickly and go to psalm 20 uh 
3, get these two verses together. And there's a text in Matthew 25. Uh, yeah, it's the, uh, the, the, uh, the ten virgins, of course. And you've got five that are uh, wise and uh, carrying oil to uh, lighten their lamps. Verse 4, you've got five that have lamps but no oil. Of course, the, uh, the, uh, the lamps go out because there's no oil. Verse 8, and five go in and enjoy the party, and five do not. Uh, Psalm 23, please. So what you got here in Psalm 119 is a picture of a parade, a party, or just getting around one's uh, daily business. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 23, look at verse 4. Yea, thou walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me on the light of the world. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Back to Psalm 119, look at 106. I have sworn, and I will perform it, that I will keep thy righteous judgments. Let your yea be yea, and your nay be nay. 107. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. I'm being beaten down. I'm suffering like uh, you wouldn't possibly imagine, O Lord. Do something for me. Please help me out. I need as much support as is possible. Psalm 119 still. Look at verse uh, 108. Except I beseech thee free will offerings of my mouth. Free will offerings of my mouth. Calvinists have a tough uh, issue with this particular passage. They say there's no free will. You are a slave to sin. That's what uh, Luther and Calvin uh, like to say. But of course that's philosophy. It's not Bible. Except I beseech thee the free will offering of my mouth, O Lord. And teach me thy judgments. Ephesians chapter 1, please. Ephesians chapter 1. And uh, let's do a few more and we'll close. Ephesians chapter 1. And uh, look at verse... Uh, Ephesians 1, 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. We are in the beloved. We're already safe. Look at 12. That we should be, the, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in him. This, gets back, this goes back into Calvinism. And of course you have to hear the gospel in order to believe, in order to be saved. But you've got redemption in verse 7 through his blood. And now you are being predestinated, uh, verses 1, 2, and 3, uh, to be conformed to the image of his Son, and also in 4, 5, and beyond. Back to Psalm 119, please. Accept, I beseech thee, the free will offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. There's free will, otherwise, it's no longer grace. If there's no free will, it's somewhat uh, mechanical. There's no love. It's just, uh, I believe, because he chose me to believe and uh, if I don't believe it's because he didn't uh, choose me to be saved in the first place that of course is Calvinism but no time to really unpack that this morning 109 my soul is continually in my hand they say uh, take my life in my hand basically yet do I not forget thy law I'm going to meditate upon it even though my life is at risk the wicked have laid a snare for me yet I add not from thy precepts Romans 11 please Romans 11 uh, let's see now. Yeah, Romans 11. David speaking. Quite likely the same. Uh, let's see now. The same uh, author from Psalm 119. 
but I can't prove that. Uh, Romans 11 and uh, pick it up in verse 8. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. Like right up into the present. And David saith, let the table be made a snare and a trap. Going back to Jeremiah. And a stumbling block and a recompense like payback unto them. That their eyes may be darkened, that their eyes be darkened, that they may not see. And bow down their back always. I say then have they stumbled that they should fall God forbid but rather through their full salvation is coming to the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy back to Psalm 119 so the Jews as of right now are out of fellowship with God Almighty their enemies uh, but for the sake of their fathers they are beloved another paradox of course and if you're not careful you'll get very anti the Jew you get into all this anti-semitism which is all over the world at the moment and you'll follow the Church of Rome, the Church of England, another apostate church which are really attacking Israel and the Jews as a people. Don't be so quick to fall into that satanic trap. The wicked, and they are, have laid a snare for me, and they did, yet I heard not from thy precepts. Now the writer is saying one of two things. He's saying that the wicked, in the context, unbelieving hostile Jews, have laid a, have, have laid a snare for me. And again, Romans 11, pick it up again. Uh, two, let the table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them. So for the Old Testament, the Jew was against the righteous Jew. And for the New Testament, the Jew was against the righteous Jew. Because, of course, Paul was a saved Jew, as were all of the apostles. And they would attack all the apostles. They put their Messiah on the cross. They killed all their Old Testament prophets. But you're told to love them. In the same chapter, why? Verse 29, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. 28, as concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes. But as touching the election, chosen for service, chosen for uh, being God's people, they are beloved for the Father's sakes. So be careful if you get into this whole issue of which side to come down on. Psalm 119. 111 thy testimonies have i taken as an heritage forever it's like uh getting some real estate a heritage it's like getting some real estate it's an inheritance forever for they are the rejoicing of my heart they make me feel good i feel clean i feel refreshed i feel i'm doing something positive and i want to get a great blessing as i push on with reading the scriptures so 112 i have inclined my heart to perform thy statutes always, even unto the end. So that's the assertion, that's the uh, the hope, that's the goal, to incline your heart to perform God's statutes always, even unto the end, end of his life, and also during the tribulation, because, because of course during the tribulation, the Lord turns back to Israel. And that's where you get into Matthew 24. In fact, go there very quickly, Matthew 24, and I'll show you something, then we will close. If you are a new Christian, what you don't want to do is start in Matthew's Gospel. It will really confuse you. Uh, Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Uh, let's see now. Uh, look at verse uh, 13. Be that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Tribulation period. Look at 15. When ye, all of you, therefore shall see physically the abomination of desolation. Where would that be? In the third temple. Uh, look at verse 16 
Let them which be in Judea, where's that? Comes under the jurisdiction of Jerusalem. Uh, flee to the mountains. Look at uh, 20. Uh, but pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Again, it's very Jewish. And uh, I'll give you uh, one more later in this chapter. Uh, jump down to verse. Uh, let's see now. Uh, 40. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken, and the other left. What's there for, if you know not, whatever, your Lord, your Lord doth come. In the context, your Lord, the uh, God of the Jews, Jehovah God. This whole chapter is aimed at Israel during the Great Tribulation, the Sabbath, Judea. Uh, don't be breastfeeding during that period of time. Don't go into the desert, verse 26, the... Uh, Middle East is filled with the desert. And uh, also in verse uh, 30. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Paul calls Christ the Son of God, not the Son of Man. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man come in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Go back to uh, Daniel 7 sometime. Revelation 1. You'll see how this is going to unpack and unfold for uh Jews on the earth during the tribulation, and of course, Gentiles as well. So, a couple more of them are close. 119, verse 113. I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Live right and uh, be rewarded, live wrong and suffer the consequences. I hate vain thoughts. Starts in the head, of course, but it comes via, it comes, it, it starts in the heart, excuse me, but goes up to your thoughts and to your mind. Thus we're told to protect your eyes. I hate vain thoughts, but love, but thy Lord do I love. Go to Jeremiah again. Jeremiah 10. Jeremiah 10. And uh, look at verse uh, 10. 10.2. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. Stargazing astrology all that stuff i hate vain thoughts but thy law do i love that's what paul would say thou art my hiding place and my shield i hope in thy word and you think back to world war Two, when a lot of jews found themselves in concentration camps and some got saved and uh, where we get other people saved their hiding place was the word of the lord and the shield was able to be used to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. 115. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uh, Matthew, let's see now. Matthew 7, first of all. This goes back also to separation. And you can't pick your family, but you can pick your friends. And there's no reason to be hanging around with unsaved people in a social sense. Uh... Matthew 7, let's see now. Matthew 7. Uh, pick it up in uh, uh, 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Which causes us to believe on him. Romans 1, John 6. Many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in the name of done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers, all you that work. 
ye that work iniquity. Going back to you evildoers, depart from me, verse 115, colon, for I will keep the commandments of my God. So Matthew 7, 23, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. It's a way of life. Go to chapter 25 of the same book, Matthew 25. And in Matthew 25, at the judgment of the nations, which takes place on the earth, uh, not in heaven. Again, that's going to be clearly uh, articulated. There are more than just one judgment that takes place when Christ returns. Matthew 25, just pick out a few verses, a long chapter. Matthew 25, and uh, let's see now. Matthew 25, and uh, pick it up in 41. Depart from me, uh, depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungered, and he gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and he gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and he took me not in naked, and he clothed me not, sick and in prison, and you visited me not. Jump down to 46. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. So verse 115 from Psalm 119 is a prophecy as to what's going to come down the line. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Depart from me, you evildoers, or you evildoers. For I will keep the commandments of my God. There's a picture there of the psalmist speaking for himself, but in type, the Lord Jesus Christ speaking on behalf of the righteous. 116. Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope, going back to live long on the earth, which we looked at a few weeks ago from Ephesians chapter 6. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respects unto thy statutes continually. Hold me up. Like a parent holds their child up when they first learn to walk or ride a bike or swim. Hold thou me up, sustain me, and I shall be safe. And I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Let me see that this word has life in it, Lord. Let me see the, the fruits of walking with you. 118. Thou hast trodden down all them, the air from thy statutes. For his deceit, for their deceit is falsehood. Second advent, Christ comes back on a horse and just uh, marches over the, uh, the unrighteous, just trust them underfoot basically they put us away all the wicked of the earth like dross therefore i love thy testimonies matthew 13 is a good cross reference for that the wheat and the tares are separated and of course the tares off into hell forever and the wheat into glory 120 my flesh trembleth for fear of thee and i'm afraid of thy judgments uh, i want uh, let's see now go to uh Proverbs. I think it's Proverbs. Yeah, go to Proverbs uh, thirteen. Proverbs thirteen. 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 Let's see now. 13 13 proverbs 13 13 and uh, let's read it would help <laughs> 13 13 whoso despiseth the word shall be destroyed be that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded that's why you want to read the word of god to get a blessing and if you go back to revelation sometime and read it which i did which i did yesterday i got a great blessing when i was trying to break down uh the christology part of it 
which I will return to very shortly. Go to the book of Ezra, please. And Ezra and Nehemiah are uh, a team that worked together during the rebuilding of the temple, of course. And we looked at those two characters. We went through Daniel 9. And uh, let's see now what Ezra. It's Ezra chapter 4. And uh, I'll give you the right verse number. Make it 9. Ezra 9. Excuse me, Ezra 9. And uh, verse 4. Then were assembled unto me everyone that trembled at the words of the God of Israel because of the transgression of those that had been carried away. And I sat astonied until the evening sacrifice. They trembled at the word of the Lord. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. The word is a lamp unto my feet, and a lamp and a light, uh, a light unto my path. There's power in the word of God, of course. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee, that's fear of God Almighty, and I am afraid of thy judgment. You should be, even if you are saved, there should be a level of fear. Uh, Paul speaks about the terror of the Lord, the judgment seat of Christ, of course. Look at verse 121. I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to mine oppressors. You need to do something for me, Lord God. I'm walking with you. Now walk with me. That's the truth of the scripture, the power of the, of the, uh, the psalmist who could really speak in such a way. Wake up, Lord. Where are you, Lord? A lot of uh, honesty in the Old Testament, which is not so clear in the New. 120, 122. Be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. Acts chapter 17, please. Acts chapter 17. Uh, Acts 17. Uh, be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. And in verse, uh, let's see now. Acts 17 and uh, pick it up in verse 9 when they're taking security of jason and of the other they let them go security like a bond uh, like a bail bond security surety for the servant for good let not the proud oppress me and of course jason uh, had it tough in the book of acts and uh, back in psalm 119 a great scripture to be cross-referenced look at 123 mine eyes mine eye, uh, mine eyes fell for thy salvation there's a picture of i think it was simeon who's getting up in years book of uh, luke i think it's chapter two he's waiting for the lord's christ to come mine mine eyes fell for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy and teach me thy statutes i am thy servant picture of humility give me understanding that i may know thy testimonies do something for me lord god really uh, enlighten me I want to walk with you but I'm so young I'm impressionable as would Solomon as as, as uh, Solomon would say of himself 125 I am thy servant give me understanding that I may know they, that I may know thy testimonies in a real personal sense 126 it is time for thee Lord to work but they have made void thy law again that's the rawness of scripture go to John 9 the psalmists had a great uh, 
had a great responsibility to write the scripture and of course these were sung initially they were prayed out loud but it's incredible how many of these psalms can be found in the new testament uh john 9 9 uh 4 i must work excuse me i must work the works of him that sent me why did his day the night cometh when no man can work i'm going to work i'm going to work i'm going to work found back in psalm 119 it is time for the lord to work and he will first advents for they've made void thy law and that's why christ came to sharpen the law and fulfill the law 127 therefore i love thy commandments above gold yeah above fine gold we opened it uh, we opened today's service in verse 72 the law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver which of course will perish you can't take it with you therefore i love thy commandments above gold yea above fine gold one more let's close 128 therefore i esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right and i hate every false way luke 16 and we'll close in luke 16 we've gone way over time this morning that's all good uh, luke 16 and uh 16 16 uh, 15 16 15 and he said unto them ye are they which justify yourselves before men but god knoweth your hearts for that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of god therefore i esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right and i hate I hate every false way going back to people uh, commanding congratulating other people to do X Y and Z when the word of God says we are most un, uh, we are we are most unprofitable servants and we are doing what is right to do and uh, that's all we have to say at the judgments will be silence will be in silence will be stunned standing in the majesty of the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, we'll close it there and come next week and try and finish uh, this particular psalm.